Hello, listeners. This is Jake, and we're back with the Underdog Mentality Podcast. Today's topic is getting out of your comfort zone and what that means in terms of being an underdog. So we're going to introduce a little bit of how Chris got out of his comfort zone, how I got out of my comfort zone and pursuing my entrepreneurial ventures, and then how that can relate back to you guys. So Chris, why don't you give us a little bit of the story of how you actually migrated from Stonehill College over to Notre Dame and what that feeling was like for you? Yeah, Jake. Uh, well, to start off, yeah, that was sort of a big transition for me as far as the big piece of the journey, because without that, none of this really would have been here. So for me, tran- the program that I was in, it was a three-year program at Stonehill, so freshman through junior year, and then I do my fourth and fifth year over at Notre Dame. So I'm en- I end up transferring from Stonehill my senior year, my senior season. And that was a big deal. You know, you go your whole life sort of or career there working up. You do it in high school. You do it in college. You're working up to become a starter to get more playing time. Senior year is supposed to be your big year, your breakthrough year kind of thing. Um, So having to sort of give that up to pursue Notre Dame academically and athletically was a risk for me at the time academics were going to be you're adding another year to my academic career to get another degree which is going to be it's a condensed schedule it's going to be more challenging um, when I could just sort of get my one degree at Stonehill in the next year and be done I mean I was already ahead there so it would have been an easier year for me Um, and then for athletics none of that was guaranteed for me I went in just kind of having the idea in the back of my head that I wanted to play there um, and just, again, like I'd mentioned previously in the other episodes, just trying to continue to grow as a student athlete and putting yourself out there kind of is really, you know, your comfort zone is something that you feel, you know, obviously comfortable, comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it sounds stupid, but when you, if you really think about it, you know, you're trying to find something that you're not pushing yourself past a certain point you're sort of creating these boundaries for yourself and when you find something that is sort of working for you our natural instinct is to sort of stick with it and not really look beyond that of what opportunity might lie in front of that um so you're sort of creating this box for yourself so for me when i was kind of transitioning from stonehill everyone's asking me, why are you leaving your senior season, your senior year of school to pursue this where it's going to be more school and you might not even be able to play football anymore. And I said, well, it's an opportunity. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but it's an opportunity for me to improve myself academically and athletically. And that was the basis of for why I was choosing the schools that I did and why I ended up eventually going to Notre Dame. I knew I needed to put in work to get to that point. It wasn't something that was handed to me, but that's really where going outside of your comfort zone is. Stonehill football from a division two standpoint to a power five school in the university of Notre Dame is a, there's a big gap there, obviously. And for me, I saw that and I was like, okay, I, that is a, higher, more competitive level for me where I could enhance my career. I want to go after that. I have it right. It's right in front of me. There were, it was almost an easy decision. You know what I mean? So people were saying on one end, it's why are you doing it? Like it's a dumb decision. And I'm 
saying I'm on the other side of the table. Well, why wouldn't I do this? It's one of the best universities in the, in the country for academics and athletics. I got a chance to do something great here. And that sort of started the whole mindset of kind of going outside your comfort zone for me. Yeah. And, um, happy to hop in for a second is that's exactly right. You know, it's, uh, it's hard enough to build. I mean, any kid going to college, right. It's a little, it's inherently, it's a stage in life where you're leaving your comfort zone, right. You've had your parents take care of you. You know, you're not in under the same roof where you grew up, et cetera. And now you're transitioning, but then also have this like added aspect of that environment, which is like, Hey, I'm playing sports here. Uh, You know, I'm taking this serious. And then also with the degree you have, it's not like, Hey, you know, I'm a half-assed computer engineer. It's like, no, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty hard degree. Um, and I don't want to bash any other degrees, but you could definitely go to school and kind of coast your way if, if that's what you wanted. And that's certainly not a degree where you're coasting. And so I think not only to go to an environment where it's new for everybody, but then to push yourself in multiple directions in, in both academics and athletics, and then to be cognizant of saying, I understand what this means for me. I understand this is a big jump already but I want to go bigger. I want to push the envelope even further. And again, this is where it plays into this underdog mentality because it's how can I maximize my potential? It's not about comparing me to X, Y, Z, not about what he or she is doing. It's about what can Chris Burry do to be the best Chris Burry? And is that staying three years at Stonehill and then finishing up your senior year, riding out into the sunset? Or is that saying, Hey, listen, I've, been here i've had some girlfriends i I kicked butt in school i kicked butt on the field and now i want a bigger challenge because at the end of the day i have this one year i can go to notre dame and create a story for myself or i can you know not settle right because there's so many kids who wish they could perform at the level you did at stonehill both academically and athletically but it's pushing that envelope even further and that's really what when we talk about the traits of being an underdog is willpower that's a that's a will that's a will to be the best Chris Burry and so you know um, and not to hog the conversation you, you want to hop on here before I start rambling about myself a little bit here Chris no yeah I think everything you said was sort of spot on I mean you're trying to you know for myself and sort of anyone that's trying to do something like pursue something outside of the norm whether it's your job or you know for me it was sports if you're not you don't like your job or you don't like the position that you're in and not to say that I didn't like where I was but again you sort of have something in front of you where you again I saw an opportunity there to enhance myself and I think the biggest thing kind of going back to what you mentioned about with the traits for me you have all these people sort of talking to you saying why do this don't do that you're making a mistake and questioning you for really they have no reason to be I mean it's again at the end of the day it's your life but I always fell back to my you know foundation again of just trying to be that best version of myself and then it falls back to my mindset of my own traits of you know why would I and again you use the word settle I'm saying it too but you're not settling but you don't, you wouldn't really know if you're settling. You know what I mean? Like you have to push yourself beyond your comfort zone to know what your potential is. Yes. And if you get past it, so now I can say I would have settled because I've made it to that level. 
but you don't want to just kind of, as you said, right up, like right off into that sunset, because then, I mean, I would feel good with myself and going back to what I said in the, you know, the last episode, when I'm looking at myself in the mirror, when I'm brushing my teeth at night, you're like, you know, you did a good job. You did, you know, you did what you could do with what you had. And you're like, well, not really. Like I had this other opportunity here to pursue Notre Dame. And if I hadn't ended up doing that, I can be happy with sort of what I did given the choices that I made, but who knows what my potential would have been. You know what I mean? And that's sort of why I'm continuing to pursue trying to play professional football while I'm trying to, I'm going to get my master's degree. I'm trying to get more, more knowledge, more out of myself as an athlete. Yeah. But then I can go back and look. Yeah. And say, you know, here's where I fall. And Jake, you even mentioned it in the last episode too. I'd rather put it all on the line, go outside my comfort zone, put it all out there and fail than say, I'm going to stop right here just because I can tell people I did X, Y, and Z. And that looks pretty cool. Yeah. I have a Jersey behind me on, in my <laughs> office. That's great. Yeah, no, but no. I don't want to do that. I'll fall off the horse. Or, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think what you said is great. Oh, I think there's a great quote behind that. It's when you look back at your life, you don't regret the things that you did. You regret the things that you didn't do. And, and so, you know, going off that for me, um, I drove across the country by myself, right? And uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't do that and maybe they'd drive them crazy, but I'm kind of a loner, so I don't mind. Uh, and, you know, or spend five hours in the car with me. Well, you know, that's all, but, you know, that was more being stuck in the insane asylum. You know what I mean? I had some company. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just think, you know, being able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, do I know if I'm going to start my company on Silicon Valley? Hell no. You know, is it the land of opportunity and milk and honey for entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think it is. And if I come up with an idea while I'm out here, you know, I have a general concept. Uh, my idea, Bridge, if people can see the background of my screen here, it's been my philosophy now for a long time. And I thought I need to make it a business and build a brand, et cetera. But I realized that it's more of a philosophy to me about how businesses should operate and how much emphasis people should put on human capital and really that humans are the biggest resource ever you know i mean we've created all the abundance we experience in the world this isn't you know everything that you experience is built by man and built as steve jobs would say by nobody smarter than you um and so driving across the country one i wanted a break from new england and being home and and uh you know i just wanted something new and it was comfortable to be there i was living with one of my best friends shout out Polly c I loved Paul. We would come home every night. We'd hang out. We'd watch the same shows. We'd talk about the same stuff, you know, and I've always pushed everybody in my life. And so I know, you know, I knew leaving then I felt bad. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not doing the right thing by Paul, but Paul's going to be fine. You know, and sometimes that you look for excuses not to leave your comfort zone. Like, oh, well, that's my buddy. I can't, I can't, I can't just leave. And it's like, well, your friends love you for you. They know what you're trying to do, right? And so I'm sure when you were leaving Stonehill, some of your buddies, they were like, I don't want to lose you, Chris. But I'm sure some of them were like, dude, go for it. I mean, that's a badass, that's a badass journey. Win, lose, or draw, that's a badass journey. And so, you know, coming across the whole country by myself, ending up in Silicon Valley, not having anybody here with me, you know, getting a good job. I'm, I'm learning a lot from a guy who's in real estate, which worse comes to worse you know, my brother wants to get in the real estate, you know, shout out Tyler. And so I'm going to learn. 
But if I do come up with that idea and I've already, you know, launched a project while I was out here, uh, I called it together card and we tried to help people during COVID and small businesses. And that didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Was it my passion project? No, I didn't want to build a gift card small, you know, for small businesses search engine, you know, but I was able to raise some money for my brother's store. I was able to build a gift card search engine with a bunch of guys who I love from across the country to actually try to help. And I can look at that as a failure and be like, oh, well, you didn't really achieve exactly what you wanted to, Jake. But I got out of my comfort zone. I launched a project outside of the realm of something that I really love to do because I thought it would be helpful. It didn't work out exactly how I wanted it to. But there's a lot of people who during the coronavirus just sat on their hands, right? They didn't try to help anybody. They didn't try to do anything. Right. And there's a lot of people who are athletes, just like you, Chris, who just sat on their hands. They didn't try to push past, hey, I, you know, I, I made it to D2, man. And I played a bunch of games and I worked my way up in an eight man depth chart in the tight end position. And I should feel good about being the number three, the number two, and then cycling in at being the number one you know, guy there. This like, is the whole reason why we're making this podcast is that's not what being an underdog is all about. That's not what pushing yourself to your maximum potential is all about. If you fall on your face, you'd rather fall forward. You keep falling forward. And that's something where I think we'll get into how that really drives the traits of what an underdog is because you never heard an underdog story. Like Rocky isn't Rocky if he doesn't hop in the ring, you know, with Apollo Creed. You know what I mean? That's, that's not the story anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's not the same thing if you don't actually try to reach who you want to be in the world. And so, you know, Chris, um, I know you have a lot to say about how – you know, Notre Dame wasn't a clear choice. I mean, a clear choice on paper is Chris Burry is a smart-ass dude with a computer engineering degree, and he can go make all the money right out of school being Chris Burry. But that's not pushing the envelope because you say, hey, I'm still a young man. I'm still in great shape. I'm actually a better football player than I've ever been at age 25. Why don't I push it to join a professional league? And so, you know, I just wonder how are you able to handle that because it wasn't like you were balancing, like, not going for football or going for football, you're also balancing like, hey, I have a lucrative career waiting for me. I'm at Raytheon. You know, I'm making a ton of money at Raytheon being a smart guy. Why don't I just, quote, unquote, settle for that? Yeah, well, uh, you said a lot there, Jake. So uh, just kind of reflect a little bit on that. Um, (laughs) I I, I go on my tangents. No, I think it was all good stuff. Sort of just going back to what you said about you driving out there to California to sort of chase your dream for entrepreneurship um, and all the t- opportunity out there, that's sort of where I was, you know, you don't know exactly where it's going to end up. Um, you know, that was how it was in my story when I was telling it at the time, who really knows what is going to happen, but you see the opportunity there. That's why you did it. You're putting yourself in a better position to ultimately get to where you want to be. And that's, you know, that's the battle that right there. Because I'm going to outlast, and this goes back to one of my traits of consistency, me putting myself in a good position to improve and chase opportunities like this, I'm going to surpass the people that are just, you know what, I'm, I'm, no, that's not really me. That's not really what I want to do. I shouldn't do that. Any of those thousand reasons, I'm going to just, I past them because I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to go outside of my comfort zone. I'm willing to do all that kind of stuff. And you, I mean, I've seen it throughout for me from high school to college, 
you know, people in high school, they didn't feel like playing anymore. I mean, Jake, you were a part of it. Um, for our class in high school, we had, God, I can't even remember. We had a huge class for freshman football, I remember. And we had maybe like 12 at the end of it, myself included. So you see all those people there. It's just, it's not, and some of them, it's not for them and that's fine, but there's, it happens year after year. And for me, again, that consistency trait that I keep talking about, it keeps coming up over and over again. And cause it's, I'm consistent about saying it, but um, you know, it is really true <laughs> like doing it day in day out. You get farther and farther. Um, and yeah, if you, I know you had something you wanted to say about sort of the football aspect of that, of your piece, but. Well, well, like you talked about our class and like, you know, a big, again, underdog mentality. I played hockey my whole life, right? I played hockey my whole entire life. You know, I had my father coach me as a kid. I, I, you know, I played with a number two kid in the draft, Jack Eichel. And uh, a lot of guys who I grew up with, like, oh, we're going for hockey. And my junior year, I didn't make the hockey team. You know, and I think I was genuinely playing the wrong position. So I'll, 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 that's my underdog mentality right there. But realistically, I didn't make it. And, you know, I had a guy, my math teacher, Paul Russo, you know, I love, I'll always love Coach Russo. Um, a guy who took me under my wing, his wing, um, not because I was a great wrestler, but because he thought I was a good kid. And he brought me into wrestling my junior year of high school. And by my senior year, I was fifth in the state. I never wrestled before in my life. My fourth, my, my first year doing it, I just got the shit kicked out of me all day. Every day of practice, every day wrestling. And then senior year of football, all you guys were playing. I'm with you guys joking around with Nikki and I had a few other friends in high school. And you guys are like, come on, come play football. No, I'm not going to play football. Come on. You know, two weeks into the season, you know, I maybe strategically skipped two a days during the summer. I don't know. But you guys invited me out to come play. I'd never played football before, and I had the coach pretty much break it down. He's like, Jake, don't go off sides. Hit the quarterback if he keeps the ball. If he gives it to the running back, you hit him. I ended up coming out there and actually affecting a game. You know, I was a good player, not a great football player. I didn't have the most IQ out there, but I was chasing people down the sidelines as a D lineman making tackles, you know, 20 yards past the play. I got a few sacks. You know, I got a lot of guys stopped in the backfield, and it wasn't because I was the best football player, but it was I was willing to get out of my comfort zone. And some of that shouldn't be seen as this big struggle of, oh, well, I need to push myself. Because some of that was just fun. That wasn't because I was trying to go be a Chris Burry. I just wanted to have fun with my guys before we graduated high school. And that's something that people can also realize is that getting out of your comfort zone is fun. Really fun. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and you did affect a lot of games. You stole some of my tackles. Oh, there's um, a picture of that. <laughs> you you, yeah, you just yeah. wanted to claim a half tackle off me, kid. And a, an assist, yeah. Um, but, yeah, going back to some of the other stuff that you had talked about, too, about given the environment we're in right now with the pandemic and everything that's going around just, you know, in the world in general, there's – and I felt it, too, I'll be honest, but there's the opportunity to kind of just sit back and be – because the world literally stopped for a little yeah, while. So it's literally could, on the pause. Yeah, so you could pause yourself. But, and I, I think I said this to you, Jake, when we sort of talked a while ago, way back when, when this pandemic stuff first started. But it was the one thing that will never stop is time. And so exactly. you can't stop. And I talked to you about how I was still pursuing my goals of, 
playing professionally, even though they, you know, we still, you know, they're trying to, they're doing everything they can now with the season and everything, but you know, it's hard. It's been harder for someone in my position to get opportunities. My pro day was canceled. There's, you know, there's a ton of different stuff and it's discouraging. I'm not going to lie to you there, but it won't stop me from, I still had a lot of progress from this year and I had a lot of, you know, good feedback and that kind of stuff. And for me, it was sort of like, okay, where, again, where can I go from here now? Let's grow on that. It's not like I'm going backwards and trying to salvage something that's not there anymore. It's no, you're, you know, we're still going here. And I really do believe that, you know, when the time is right for you, when you put that, those traits in perspective with your plan of how you're executing your day-to-day activities and tasks, you're kind of when that, they always say when that opportunity meets your preparation, you're going to be ready. And that's sort of what I've always carried with me is, and how I've sort of motivated myself every day to bring it every day and, you know, make the most of it. Yeah. I I think that's huge. And by actually executing on a daily basis, and that's something, um, I'm a really thoughtful person. I like to think through my actions before I do them. And sometimes for my detriment, right? Uh, my dad likes to call it the blind ambition tour. So my whole life, I've been uh, very warned against the blind ambition tour. But then I've also seen buddies in my same entrepreneurial class, right? I was in uh, an entrepreneurship program at school. And I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, man, like I was just try- not trying to warn them, not trying to scare them because I was their biggest cheerleader too. And I'm still in contact with a lot of them. But I'm like, man, you guys going on the blind ambition tour. But sometimes, you know, it really works out. And, and so really understanding how the traits allow me and you to discover an ability to, you know, get outside of that comfort zone and go big. And for those type of guys who maybe aren't thinking through all the way, like me and you do, I mean, you planned Notre Dame out. You knew that I was going to work with your degree program. You knew you could switch over. But a lot of times it's not about knowing. It's not about planning. It's about, hey, you know. I'm going to hop into this. This is something I really want to do. That goes back to willpower. This is something I love to do. That goes back to the heart, really having the heart or love for what you're actually trying to achieve. And then really it's like, I'm going to get in the trenches and be relentless. There's nobody's going to stop me. You know, I can stop myself. I can get to the point of no return and Burry walks on the Notre Dame and be like, I can't hang with these guys, but you didn't because you're like, I'm here. And and I think you told me a great little story or a great little tidbit. And, and I don't know if you had this in the last podcast where you said, I left that trial and I knew I was on the team. And it's like, what the hell do you mean you know you're on the team, dude? You just transferred from Stonehill. Like, how do you know you're on Notre Dame? And you just knew in your gut because that's – I'm not going to be stopped. I went there with this in mind. It's, it's, it wasn't an option to lose. It wasn't an option not to make it. And, and you left it all in the field and you looked yourself in the mirror, as you said, brushing your teeth, and you're like, I made that team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but yeah, that was something I told a few people um, sort of right after it because I, and again, it kind of sort of went back to what I was talking about with the preparation. I just felt so ready. And I I remember too, kind of going off of that. um, They give you probably like five or six days notice of when the tryout's going to be. And it's usually in years past, I'd been in like January like right when you come back from winter break and it wasn't, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I'm still preparing. 
But for me, it would kind of continued on into, you know, okay, what am I going to do now while I'm waiting? And so I was like, okay, I got to just keep getting ready and keep doing what I've been doing for months now at the time. And when it finally got to the point where they said, okay, we're going to have a tryout next Monday. And it was a Monday. So I had a week. I was like, go. I said, do you want to do it now? (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, it was just one of those things. And that's sort of what I'm still trying to do. I'm just, you never know, you know, it's cliche with football, but you never know when that phone's going to ring. You never know for, you know, your perspective when you're going to get an entrepreneurial opportunity or a real estate opportunity or something along those lines. But you're doing the reading, you're doing the research, you're being, just even being over there, being in the environment, being around it, being around those people, talking to those types of people, listening to those types of podcasts that you need to listen to, reading those books, you're immersing yourself, your whole self into it. And then it just kind of becomes who you are. Just like you said, it was just sort of, it's a definite at that point. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, failure is not an option and, and kind of to give a little bit more backstory about me and really what I thought I was going to do. I didn't, you know, as a kid and, you know, I thought I was going to go be an FBI agent, you know, my mom, my aunts would joke about it. You know, I'd be very serious and uh, I was a very investigative little kid and, uh, inquisitive and so I thought well you know maybe I'll be in the CIA or I'm gonna go do this stuff and, and not that that's easy I think all that stuff is tough but it's something I was somewhat you know familiar with and I wonder Chris you know when when you think uh, back to growing up I know you said hey I've always loved football but did you know you were gonna be Chris Burry playing at Notre Dame being a computer engineer, like when were, when did you start filling in these gaps? Yeah. And I think, I mean, going off this whole topic we have of just going outside your comfort zone. I, when I first started playing football, I honestly, I hated it. I still remember and my mom will vouch for it. I was crying on the phone saying I didn't want to go to practice because all we were doing (laughs) is running and doing, you know, drills and stuff. And it's the, first week of August it's hot and humid out here in New England and I just I hated it and she I was eight years old there you know my parents are like well if you don't like it you know we don't don't do it then you know what I mean and I don't honestly don't know what came over me but sort of when she gave me that out because you know she she's my mom she's gonna let you know she's gonna support me with whatever I'm gonna do but when she sort of gave me that out, it's like, or in my head, I'm like, am I going to quit on myself? And it's like, no, I was like, I know this is hard. I know this isn't going to be fun. And I think that's one of the big misconceptions of a lot of what, you know, really good, you know, not just athletes, but athletes, business people, entrepreneurs, engineers, any, anyone really that and I mentioned this in the previous podcast, they see the, you know, that we mentioned it before the tip of the iceberg, they see the end goal, they see the success, they see the product that you make, or they see, you know, Tom Brady, they see Elon Musk, they see these big icons, but they don't know, they don't know them when they were younger, when they were, you know, high school, college, even before that, all the work and all the time and all the, you know, stuff that they went through. And for me, it was kind of, 
understand like when i had that out in my head it was like okay like are you have it you know your parents are on board you hate this why don't you just stop and i'm like why i'm not gonna stop i was like i and i said i still remember i don't know how i remember this but i said i'm i'm i gotta keep i don't know why but i have to keep going we ended up winning the state title that year then i just kind of became hooked on you know that process of winning and trying to just be you know the best and i just got you get sucked into it and you do it year after year and you just keep chasing it and for me it was at that when i got over that hump it was just like nothing could stop me because i knew i got over my own pressure in my mind that fear in my mind of hey that pain of i don't like this i pushed through that and so for me, with all this other doubt, like going back to my original story with that Stonehill and all that, of people saying, oh, don't do that. Like, that's risky. Oh, that's a challenge. And I, that fed into me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going. <laughs> I'm like, I'll see you guys later. I was like, I'll see you on the other side. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I, I got over that in my own head. When you can get over that in your own head, whatever's sort of blocking you from doing something, you become unstoppable. Because, the comfort zone. Exactly. That's what's blocking and, you. Yeah. And so, and Jake and I talked about this before when I had mentioned the comfort zone again is sort of a mentality piece of you putting up your own boundaries in your mind of what you can and cannot do. And I remember, I think it was Michael Jordan that said it, that, you know, limitations or and like fears are often an illusion. There's something that you just create yourself that don't exist. And if you were able to push past that, you can do it. You don't, you can create these boundaries in your head or these, and sometimes, you know, they're excuses, they're whatever you want them to be of like, you know, uh, I, I can't do this cause I never just like, or this year, perfect example. I could have said what, you know, you brought up the whole pandemic, you know, I didn't get my pro day. This has been a lot of work. I, you know, they just didn't give me my chance. I'm, I'm, I'm all done. set. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> so I could have created that boundary. You know, I tried it for a little bit. I, you know, all this kind of screwed it all up. It, it wasn't me though. It was the pandemic. I'm just laughing because I me. know you, dude. I know you. And like, it's just funny <laughs> even hearing that come out of your freaking mouth because it's like, <laughs> we both know each other so well. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, and like, because <laughs> uh, people say, okay, now what are you going to do? What am I going to do now? I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep, keep, keep getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. Keep getting, keep getting after it. I, I have the opportunity now to have a little bit more time to train, to work on my speed, my mobility, things I'm not very good at in my opinion, but I can get better. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, I got a little bit more time now to get ready for this opportunity. And then if I, like I had mentioned earlier, keep applying these traits, keep working at it consistently you know with that crazy look in my eye every day that <laughs> preparation's gonna you know evolve on itself yeah. and when it meets that opportunity it's gonna Good be gonna it's happen. gonna be beautiful well i mean sun Tzu, and again here's where i some of my uh, uh value comes into the podcast sun Tzu said something uh victory awaits the man who meets his foe prepared on the battlefield meaning that the army that shows up to the fight first already ready waiting the opponent 
you know, how many guys probably are in your position, whether they, you know, played D1 longer or got more, you know, playing time, et cetera, played at maybe a lower school, but they, they took the break. You know, how many entrepreneurs in my shoe said, well, COVID, you know, small businesses isn't really in my realm. I, I'm not a small business guy. I'm, you know, I'm building AI and I'm solving robotic problems and I'm designing autopilot and cars. And it's like, yeah, but here's the opportunity. Did, did we do the best we could have? I think we did all right, you know, but that's, that's that you're never satisfied. And, and part of getting out of your comfort zone is not saying, hey, I'm just going to do this because this is you know, easy. This is the right thing. You know, training isn't easy. Missing your pro day isn't easy. You know, feeling like the world kind of threw you a punch in the mouth for no apparent reason. And you got to keep waking up in the morning and saying, well, I'm just going to shovel this stuff until I'm out of it. You know what I mean? Growing up in New England, we know that full well, you know, you get up in the morning, mom and dad send you outside and you got to start shoveling out cars and stuff like that. Especially, you know, when you get that third or fourth car, when you and your siblings start driving and you're like, well, Somebody's got to shovel these cars out. Annual labor. Yeah, it teaches you the best lessons, trust me. And and I think, you know, going forward, there was a quote. Again, I'm, I'm going to be the guy with the quotes. This is as I'm establishing on episode two. Um, and I have it written over here. And it's uh, Mike Tyson was in an interview. And this was uh, – he had the late, great uh, trainer, Cusimato, who also uh, um, trained Floyd Patterson. And I heard a lot of stories about Floyd Patterson when I was growing up. And, uh, you know, Mike Tyson said, I didn't know if I was the baddest man on the planet, right? The interviewer was like, Mike, you're 20 years old. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. You're the baddest man on the planet. You have more money than you ever could know what to do with. I mean, you know, how are you feeling? He goes, I don't know if I was the baddest man on the planet. You know, somebody could take a bat and check me, you know, but it's, I had to believe that I was. I had to push myself to believe that I was. You know, Cuz had him fighting at 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and he's fighting guys who are 20 and 30, and, you know, he was losing fights. He's getting his head bashed in by these big dudes, and Cuz wasn't concerned about that. He was concerned about the process, getting him out of his comfort zone. So at 16, when you're staring down a 30-year-old amateur, you know, contender, then what the hell are you afraid of when at 17, 18, 19, you're making the run to become the heavyweight champion of the world. And then bang at 20, he becomes the youngest heavyweight champion of the world, you know, and I'm not saying everybody needs to go out there and go fight and get their head knocked in, but that's part of the process. You got to push yourself past where you think you can go. You got to go and fall forward. You have to be like, well, I don't think I can do this, but I'm going to go put my body right on the line. Like Chris Burry at nine or 10 or 12 playing football says, I don't think I'm the best football player out here and I hate running sprints and I don't see any, you know, glory in being an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, but it was the process. You know, it was actually getting through that element of, I don't know. I don't know where this leads, but I'm going to put myself in the position for it to end up good or bad, you know, and I'll take the bad. And every time I get punched in the mouth, it's actually just going to reaffirm my persistence. Like a lot of people don't, like that a lot of people take rejection or take getting cut from your high school hockey team and means you know i'm just quitting hockey and that's it i'm gonna you know sit on my ass during the winter but i was like well i don't think hockey's working out for me you know coach what do you got for me and this was coach russo and hey make me you know put me on the wrestling team and not only was i a decent wrestler by the time i left bg i wasn't a great wrestler you know i hung in there with some tough guys because i kind of rose to the occasion but he gave me the coach's award not because I was the best wrestler, not because I was the captain of the team, 
but because I showed up every day, I took care of my teammates and I pushed myself. He knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Because that is, that is being an underdog. That is pushing yourself to the limit. And I think going forward, we want to challenge our audience to do, you know, something similar, you know, and, and I don't know if you want to add something before we throw our challenge out here, Burry, but I really do believe pushing out of your comfort zone and, and opening yourself up to these experiences that might hurt at the beginning are actually the key to get where you need to go. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think what you said about just the big key word there is just the process and going through that again, I say consistently every day, but it's it. And what you said about with the Mike Tyson quote, it's years. I'm not saying you should go outside your comfort zone for a day, fail, and then you're going to get and think that's it and then get nervous. And then you're going to go back and you're going to probably even make a smaller comfort zone for yourself. Cause you're like, Whoa, that was way too far outside my Dangerous. comfort zone. I gotta, yeah, I gotta build my fence even closer to myself. And that's not what we want. I think a big misconception of a lot of things that happen, even you know, for myself, people that knew me when I was a kid, well, Jake, you knew me in high school. I, when I was a freshman, I, I think I still have it on the car. I was like five, eight, like 158 pounds, like something just absurd. And, <laughs> and people see me now that, I mean, that I went to high school with and they, they're, you know, they, their head tilts to the side a little bit. What, like, cause you got an ugly mug or what? <laughs> well, it's because I have a beard now that I got to get rid of, but um, they're like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? So, but that didn't happen. You know, I didn't go to, you know, I didn't do a 60 day workout trial. I've been, working out for years and pretty intensely and yeah. but that's and that's one and that the other thing is that's one piece of it and when you talk about when you bring up the word process it's all of that and you know for me it's film study I watch a bunch of stuff technique stuff how different tight ends do things in the NFL so I can pick up little things and it's in the weight room it's on the field agility work it's so it's everything it's my mobility it's my diet it's my recovery that I got to work on because I don't sleep enough but um so it's all of that so I need all of that and you need to be doing that every day so it it is really hard and I don't think people will really understand that they'll again they'll see that end product they'll see me being like you know a big strong guy now that's trying to pursue his dreams they'll be like wow like you know good for him and but I'll be like okay everyone asked me what was the big secret to my success to getting to Notre Dame I was like it's not something I can really tell you I can show you by what I do every day and I'm going to need you to follow along with me if this is something you want to do you got to follow along with me I can tell you it's hard work. I mean, that's what everyone says. It's hard work. It's dedication to your craft. You know, it's all the traits that we talked about, which is great. But that one big key trait that we have of that for me that I'd mentioned that being honest, you can say you work hard. You can say that you're dedicated to it, but you really need to, again, that was a challenge last week to look in your, look in the mirror and say, where am I lacking in some of these characteristics and some of this these pillars that we have 
or p- different pillars that you might have. Where can I grow? Where can I mm-hmm. extend? And it goes into this extend out of my comfort zone to push the envelope, be Whoa. better. And, and I think it just kind of, those sort of go hand in hand and you need to understand again, that mental side of it, of it's, it's going to be, and Jake said, I love the fall forward thing. It, that is really what it's going to be. It's going to be uncomfortable. That's why they say outside of your comfort zone, hmm, very clever, but you Chris. need to, <laughs> you need to be able to, you know, hang with the punches. You need to be able to take the punches and keep going. But realistically, for a lot of people, they don't want to just follow in other, another person's footsteps. You know, Chris could have easily said, oh, I'm a computer engineer. I finished with a degree from Notre Dame. I'm going to go make six figures for the rest of my life, essentially, after your first one or two years as a junior developer or junior engineer. And then, well, I'm happy with this. I'm happy. But that wasn't happiness for Chris. The envelope is, well, hey, listen, I'm still 25. Maybe I got to two, three, five-year window to push my athletic ability to the maximum, to the, you know, as high as I can go. And and I really think that is our challenge for you guys. Where's your envelope? Who's defined it for you? Have you defined your own envelope? Have you really looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I want to be there, period, end of story. And what will you do to get yourself there? And it's not hey, over the next 60 days, I'm going to rush it. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to hop right in and I'm going to do that. You know how long I've been thinking? I thought about Bridge when I was in junior year of high school. So that's 17. I'm not 25. That's eight years thinking, well, you know, I went down to school thinking maybe I'll be a, you know, a cop or something. But in the back of my mind, this is where the entrepreneurship journey started eight years ago. So I really think everybody needs to kind of process that of getting out of your comfort zone finding a goal or passion to pursue, but it's not an instantaneous thing. You're not all of a sudden a 6'6", Chris Burry, 250 pounds. He, he loves when I exaggerate his height. <laughs> he, he's probably 6'2". He's laughing at me right now. <laughs> right, come on. Somebody's got to bust your ball. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it on the roster. I'll, I'll fudge the numbers. But, you know, I hope you guys understand what we're saying is other people might define the envelope for you. You might try to hide yourself behind it, but realistically, you know in your gut what you're trying to do, and you got to start pushing your own boundaries and say, well, what, what, can I, what else can I do? And, and not planning for tomorrow, planning for the next six years. What are you doing for the next six years to push that envelope, period? Um, I think that's all great stuff um, going into the challenge. And I, I was just thinking, too, sort of what you were talking about earlier with some of the traits and – I think my biggest challenge for everyone going off of what you said, as far as when you're identifying where you see opportunity to push the envelope or go outside your comfort zone or use any, see where you could have growth with some of the traits that you identified when we talked about it in the first episode. For me, that is something I've always tried to push is, you're challenging yourself to become a better version of yourself, essentially. So what does that mean? It doesn't matter where you are. You could be 10 years old playing, you know, basketball and you can, 
you know, you can't shoot because you don't have the strength. You can't shoot three pointers. So you could be at that level. You could be, you know, trying to play a professional sport or do professional business or whatever. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You still have levels that you can climb, you know, progressively, like Jake said, over a longer period of time. And for me, I, I remember you made me think of it, Jake, going back to when I was in high school, I started off really, you know, not too good. My first couple of years, I tran- I, yeah, <laughs> I switched my, I switched my positions and then I was able to grow into, grow into that position, grow into myself, grow into, um, just playing at a higher level and sort of becoming dominant there. And for me, it made me think of it when you brought up your own experience that my senior year, when we did the sports awards, usually the award that everyone thinks sort of the, the guy that they, they're sort of just give him an award because, hey, he tried really hard, but he, you know, didn't really do too much. This is sort of how a lot of people, at least, you know, even I sort of thought that way, like, uh, you know, he's, he helped you know, in practice and he kind of did his thing and he worked really hard, but we didn't see it translate a lot to the field or whatever. And that was always most improved. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And, um, but ironically, that is what I got my senior year. And for me, it was actually really rewarding because I was saying to myself, that is what I ultimately wanted to do. I wanted to improve myself. I wasn't we mentioned it earlier. I'm not trying to compare myself to you or to someone else. I'm trying to be, because when you do that, you're losing sight of where you can go because you don't want to go too exactly. far where you'll, you know, if you fall forward too far, you're going to fall right off the cliff. Yes. And, or if you don't do it enough where you're comparing to someone else, you know, maybe that, is doing less than you, you're like, well, I'm, I'm doing fine. And then you don't go outside your comfort zone. Look inward first. What can I do to be better at X, Y, or Z? And so for me, winning that most improved award, I was like, you know, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm, I'm getting, and that all honed in on my hard work, my dedication to my craft of what I was trying to do to become better and try to put myself in the best position. So for me, my biggest challenge would be is where can you find that improvement? And sort of going off what Jake said, where can you, where do you see the opportunity to push outside your boundary? And that sort of will lead into when you see that opportunity, you're like, okay, how can I accomplish it? And that kind of gets into some of your plan. And when you can, again, apply a plan to a goal, you'll be able to execute it. Yeah, no, and I think that's a, I think that's a great way to wrap it up, guys. Really look in the mirror. You know, this is about you. This is about defining the comfort zone for yourself. We spent a lot of this podcast giving examples of how we've done it throughout our, you know, short lifespan on this earth. We're only 25. And that's why we're kind of journalists reporting back and also saying, hey, like, Chris is still pushing himself out of his comfort zone. He's still saying, I want to get into the NFL. I don't know exactly how the hell I'm going to do it there. I just canceled one of my first pro days. But I'm going to freaking do it. I'm going to figure that out. You know, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not exactly where I want to be as an entrepreneur. And that's, you know, we're going to take things and we're going to build that into the podcast is we're taking these challenges with you. And so really look in the mirror. You know, the next episode that we're going to do is talking about the standard. And that's kind of 
a culmination of these first two episodes, which is, okay, now we define what an underdog is. We define the importance of being an underdog and pushing yourself outside of those comfort zones, which is essentially where the underdog goes to shine or go to, to uh, test his metal. And now we're, we're figuring out what does that look like and and the standard is a very strong way to put that, but it's what does that mean? How do you combine those two things to create something where you look at yourself again at this mirror talk that we're talking about and saying, "Damn straight, I did that. I'm doing this. This is how I'm gonna finish. This is how I want my story to be." Right? What is that standard that you set for yourself? Period. Did you push it, or did you settle? That's the standard. Yeah, um, just to kind of wrap up sort of what we're going into with our next episode, it's something I'm actually really excited about because this Hell is yeah. um, kind of one of my big ideas and something that I always took to heart as far as, you know, setting your own standard of excellence, basically, and something that you're going to pursue. You're not going to, you'll see a lot of people around you, you know, doing things, doing fun things that don't really align with what your goals are. And you're like, you know, that's, that's not me. That's I'm above that. And that, that was, you know, I'm really excited for it. Okay. Um, I won't get too much into it, but I'm really looking forward to that one. So I hope you guys um, will tune tune into that one. And again, thank you guys for being along with this journey with us and we're happy to keep it going. Hell yeah. No, thank you for bringing that excitement. I was wrapping it up on a low note, but that is not what underdogs do. Chris Burry. That is not what underdogs do. All right. Yeah, I'm ready at, at underdog mentality podcast. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> I'm wrapping up now and <laughs> check out our third episode coming up. The gold standard brought to you by Chris Burry. All right. Take care guys. Yes, Thank sir.